listening to episode 46, chapter one of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're talking with Bishop Emma Einson, author of Ambition. The Reverend Dr. Emma Einson is Bishop of Penrith. She was formerly principal of Trinity College, Bristol, where she taught practical theology and spirituality and chaplain at the Lee Abbey community. These roles have helped her understand and appreciate the breadth and depth of the church, and being married to a vicar, she has seen firsthand both the joys and challenges of parish ministry on the ground. Many Christian leaders have an internal drive that pushes them to be successful in life and ministry. They naturally want to seek greatness in everything they do. So they are drawn towards books and ideas on leadership and strategic planning. But they also struggle with this drive because as Christians, they don't want to seek their own glory. They recognize their purpose as a Christian is to glorify Christ. And so many Christian leaders struggle with the ambition that drives them. Can ambition be a good thing? Or is it something that Christians need to die to? This is why Bishop Emma's book, Ambition, is such a blessing. She helps Christian leaders understand what ambition and success should look like and how those of us who are ambitious can go about working to grow the kingdom of God and not our own egos. Bishop Emma, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's great to be with you. Really great to be talking with you today about your uh, your book, Ambition, What Jesus Said About Power, Success, and Counting Stuff. Um, I, I guess just a little insight on me personally and why this book is, is, I'm really excited to talk with you about it, is because I've been looking for this book for a long time, because I am one of the people that you describe in this book as being uh, fairly ambitious and uh, success-minded and oriented and spent the last few years, you know, delving into what the secular world has to say about business and leadership and success and all this sort of stuff. And I, I, I've come up with uh, lots of good answers. There's some good wisdom and strategy and thinking. Um, but obviously, when we're studying anything like this, uh, we have to match that with what uh, Scripture says and then how Jesus lives his life. And so I've been struggling with a lot of these thoughts for several years now, and I think this book is um, a great answer to many of the questions that I had. So um, all that to say, I'm really excited to talk about this topic, ambition, and then how we apply that to ourselves as Christians and the leaders in particular. Um, why did you write this book, though? Like, what was the start of it? Well, thank you. I think probably I've been thinking in a similar way to the way that you've just described. So I had taken on leadership of um, well, what we in the UK call a theological college. I think maybe it would be a seminary or a Bible school or something like that. Uh, so this is a college that ch- trains uh, people for ministry in the church of various sorts. And I've been working, you've been in ministry all my life, but this was the first time I kind of stepped up into a more senior leadership position. And like you, I was very keen to do that well. I was very keen to um, see the school flourish and succeed. I was keen to see our student numbers increase and to be financially viable and all of those things. 
and at the same time running what is a Christian community and a discipleship, a formational community. And just trying to reflect for myself, really, how do those two things sit together and how do we think well, how do we learn from the world of business about what ambition looks like, about what success looks looks like, but also stay really rooted in the word of God and in the um, the way that Jesus talks about success and ambition. So it was some of that thinking that I'd been doing for myself. Um, and then also seeing a lot of my students, you know, many of whom were at the younger end of things in their 20s, 30s, setting out on a lifetime of ministry and just seeing them so passionate for the gospel and, you know, on fire, wanting to change the world for Jesus and thinking, well, how can I help them to walk this journey for the long term? You know, how can I help them to um, still be as passionate and, and, and as, as on fire for the gospel in 20, 30, 40 years time? So it was something around that. Um it's also, I'm married to a minister. My husband is a church minister and a church leader, uh, has been for many years, and living in the vicarage, as it were, or the, the ministry home, and seeing what the joys and pressures of church leadership uh, were, were about for him too. So kind of his passion to want to grow his congregation, to see people come to know Jesus, Um but also to just look at growth in other ways, to look at growth in discipleship, to look at fruitfulness and faithfulness. Um, and so I guess it was some of all of these thoughts came together. And I was thinking like you, I don't think anybody has written this book yet. And this is something that I would like to, to have a go at. And I'm really keen to write not just for leaders in the church, but also for leaders in business, in education, uh, in politics, in healthcare because I see some of the same issues um, really being real for Christians in those fields as well. So there's a whole pile of things that went in together. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, uh, we, we do, I think this whole study of really what Christian leadership looks like in relation to Christ needs to be, needs to take on a, a much stronger characteristic in our culture, at least in our church culture. I mean, I know there are some books that are out there, but Again, it feels like they always sort of just are taking the good things about the the secular world or certain leadership things and then just trying to port those over uh, directly into the way Christians lead out. And what I like about your book especially is that you actually deal with those things. Like you're, you're dealing with the tough issues there and not just saying like, um, okay, well, strategy is, is good, so you need to have a strategic plan and you need to do this, this, and this, and this. You're saying, you know, you actually bring up like, this is the struggle, right? Is we, we struggle with this idea of counting, for instance. And so there are good ways to count and bad ways to count. And, and, and you actually deal with the motives there behind it. Um, so one of the things, uh, let, let's just start with like answering, I guess, some basic questions before I get too ahead of myself. Um, when we talk about ambition, what do you, what do you mean by that word ambition? You know, we have it's a tendency to just throw around words. And I mean, there is a common definition in our minds, but uh, we like to define our terms on the podcast here so that we know exactly what we're talking about. Um, so what do you mean by uh, ambition? <clears throat> well, what do I mean by ambition? So when I was thinking, I, I will get around to answering that, but just as a way into that, when I was thinking about what to name the book, uh, I, I struggled with all sorts of different titles and I tried to avoid 
using that word ambition because actually I think you're right it gets misunderstood it gets approached in different ways by different people and I, I kind of skirted around it and played with some terms around discipleship and de desire and drive and you know and actually I thought no what I want to do is name that that word head on because I think as Christians we can be we can be nervous about as you just said, confronting some of those things. And we just kind of think, oh, yeah, well, we won't go there. And so I actually wanted to take the word ambition. And, and you know, when the publisher said to me, OK, we're just going to splatter it all over the front cover of the book, you know, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> um, but I'm quite, I'm quite glad it, that we have gone with that because we need to confront what we mean by ambition. And ambition has a really a checkered past, actually. If you look way back, I mean, its roots are in the Latin word ambulare, which just means to walk. And apparently it comes in its origins from Roman politicians walking around their city to canvass for votes. And so I quite like this idea that actually when we're talking about ambition, we're just talking about walking forward. You know, we're talking about movement. We're talking about uh, driving for something, going for something, moving forward. So I suppose in that sense, I've been trying to neutralise the word ambition. So what I don't mean is what the Bible might call selfish ambition or uh, ambition that is self-focused and is about status and who I am and what I can gain and what I can grow in. Um, it was actually Shakespeare, I think, who spoiled the word ambition because he used it a lot in his plays <laughs> and particularly in relation to people wanting to take wrong decisions. So, you know, Lady Macbeth wanting to kill the king, she's described as ambitious, you know, and ever since then, ambition has been seen in quite negative ways. But I think it can be neutral. I think it can just describe this sense of drive, of forward movement, of wanting to get things done, of passion, if you like, of zeal. So that's what I mean. I mean, I unpack that in a little more detail in the book, but just naming that issue head on is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I think just understanding that idea of what we're talking about with ambition, it does, it, 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 it takes away a lot of the fear and intrepidation we approach with that word. Or uh, again, a lot of us that, that sort of feel this innate drive to go out and to do stuff, it, um, we, we can sometimes be made to feel less and like those desires aren't good. And so what, what you do in talking about this, and, and again, I think this really gets down to the heart of, of motives and what is driving our ambition. Um, you, in fact, you talk about there's two kinds of ambition that can be seen um, in the early chapters of, of Genesis, Genesis 1 and 2. There's two different kinds of ambition that really help us see what is the thing that is driving us. And um, uh, inevitably, this means driving us towards then the next big word that I love how you talk about it is success. So if we're ambitious, if we're walking forward, we're being pulled towards something and that, that something is, it gets defined as successful. If we reach our destination, we will be successful. Uh, but you tell us a little bit about the struggle with using the word success because you, you, you constantly mention it every time. You literally couldn't write the word success without putting it in quotation marks, and I loved that. <laughs> yeah, even at the end, like even after I've unpacked the whole thing and made friends with the word success, even in the final chapters, I still have to apologize for putting quotation marks against it because it just feels wrong as a Christian to talk about success. But uh, that's what I really wanted to unpack. Well, what do we mean by success? What does success look like for, for a Christian? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so should is success something that we should seek as as Christians? I mean, or or should we just say no, no, no? We just whatever lot in life comes to us, you know, that's what God has ordained or sent, and so we should just accept that and silence or or is it okay to seek after success? I, I often hear people these days that, you know, they, they say, well, we shouldn't talk about success as Christians. And I understand that. I can understand why they say that. So we should talk instead about things like uh, fruitfulness and faithfulness. Um, and I I think they're probably right to an extent, you know, in a way, those sorts of words resonate better with the Christian narrative. And uh, we find them more readily available in the Bible. But again, I wanted to sort of reclaim this idea of success. Uh, again, I look at the roots of the word, um, the kind of etymology of the word, and really it just means the thing that comes after. So there's something and there's something else. So something else follows from something else. So it's a fairly kind of neutral term. And I think like ambition, we have tended to avoid using it as Christians. You know, it's a bit like kind of money and sex and things. You know, we don't talk about those things as Christians because um, they're not very nice. You know, worldly people get involved in that stuff, but we're different. And I think things take on a kind of dangerous hue uh, where they're not where light is not shone on them and where they remain in the dark so that's really what I was trying to do with this word success although it's a slightly naughty word it's a slightly tricky word for Christians I wanted to say well let's just shine let's just shine light on that because all of us as Christian leaders I guess we have thoughts about well what you know what would success look it like in my ministry how do I do well in my ministry so let's name that and let's pull out of that the things that God would really rather us not go with so you know when we're talking about competition or that sense of um, you know just feeling less of a Christian if we don't do this or we do that let's kind of pull out those bad things out of success and look at well what have we got left you know what does God uh, want for us how does he want fruitfulness how does he want success in our ministry what can be good about success um, because success and failure you know in the Christian story that they're, they're very close to each other that was the cross successful I mean, I would say it was. <laughs> it's the defeat of death and, you know, the end of sin and the reconciliation of humankind to God for all time. That sounds to me pretty successful. Um, and yet it looked like failure. You know, it looked like one mm-hmm. hanging alone on a cross. So how do we bring these things together and shine a light on them? Yeah, I, I think that's why it's so important for us to understand not just... Um, what scripture says, but the the heart of God in in the gospel message. Uh, if if we look at successes as anything other than uh, what what God's presented to us in the gospel, the good news, uh, I think we've missed it. Uh, and and so often I think we look at success and we equate that with perfection, and in 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 that it's something that we need to strive for, that we need to achieve, and so. If if we look at success as perfection, then like you're saying, ambition and success do have this negative connotation, and they uh, they really do give Christians a a bad name at that point. And I think we've missed the gospel when we when we allow success and ambition to have those definitions. And so, I think that's a that's a really important uh, point that you're making. Yeah, and I think actually these few weeks uh, following the coronavirus crisis have really made me come back to this and to think, well, you know, all I 
all our ideas of what we thought success looked like have um, crumbled over the last few weeks. And even as Christian leaders, all the things that we've been used to doing that we've got good at, you know, that we've got successful at, which is mainly around meetings and gatherings and um, events and you know all of those things have just been stripped away and we've been having to think well what would what does successful and again here I am you can't see because it's a podcast but I'm waving my fingers (laughs) around Um, what does successful ministry look like in these days when we're in our homes and we can't meet with others and Maybe it looks like small things like pastoral care of each other over the telephone. Maybe it looks like small things like praying more, reading more, reading God's word, being in God's word together. So I think we constantly have to reevaluate what we what we think of as successful and allow God to speak to us about that. I want you to take five minutes today and consider how your drive to do something is playing out in your life. Whether you feel driven or not, you do have a drive to do something, even if that something is to do whatever feels good. As Emma mentioned, the last few weeks have been challenging for many of us because what we've defined as successful life has now been taken away from us. Many can't go to work, and those that can may be surrounded by fear and anxiety, and many of us are stuck at home with kids who are going stir-crazy. We're challenged in the middle of this to think of the Christian life and our ministries to others differently. And that means our definitions of success and what it means to be ambitious are being called into question as well. So then, does this mean God is calling us to give up ambitions and success? I don't think he is. Rather, as Emma mentioned, I think he's calling us to reclaim what it means to be ambitious and successful. These terms take on a new light when we look at them from God's perspective. The cross was a foolish failure by human terms, but in terms of the kingdom, it was a huge success. So when it comes to your own life and ministry, I want to challenge you to take five minutes and evaluate how your own ambitions and desires are playing out in your life. Take this time and try to evaluate whether or not your ambition is in line with the kingdom of God. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Emma's work, check out her book, Ambition, What Jesus Said About Power, Success, and Counting Stuff. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Emma helps us learn to evaluate the motives that drive our ambition. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. 
You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.